I'd like to consecrate this teaching tonight to our Blessed Mother, the New Eve, and our Lord, the New Adam, the man and woman warriors for the kingdom of God. Let it be the Holy Spirit that moves through me, as Hector said, to especially pierce all the fears that we each have in our hearts so that we can have the freedom to live solely to please God in all things. Amen. The title of today's teaching is Do you want to be partners with demons? Live in fear. During prayer, our Lord asked me to read Matthew chapter 14, verse 26. This was November 25th, 2016. Matthew 14, 26 says, But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear. Then Jesus spoke these words. I'm only going to read three sentences of this message. He said, I am coming in an unexpected way at an unexpected time. It will be during the time of great suffering. Do not be afraid during the time of terror. For the mercy of God will penetrate the world with his light. Do not be afraid to suffer all with me. To prepare the multitudes for this outpouring of God's grace. November 25th, 2016. The Lord says, do not be afraid. He doesn't say, do not feel afraid. Fear is an emotion we all have, which needs to be purified in Christ. Fear is cast out as we trust Jesus totally and live in his will. Many of our fears go unrecognized because, like other unpleasant emotions, we repress or deny them. Our fears hold us in bondage, paralyze us, steal our joy, and prevent us from experiencing the freedom given to us as children of God. I will give you one reflection question tonight to take with you. 
Can you name three of your strongest fears? So how do we deal with fear? In the teachings of the second nail, Jesus teaches us about our emotions and how he desires to purify them so that they serve his purpose. For example, on December 22nd, 21, he said this. Again, I'm not reading to you tonight the full messages, only small parts of each one I pick. As you allow me to dim your feelings and emotions through your will to deny yourself reacting from them solely to live crucified with me, suffering with me for souls, your life becomes more integrated into my love crucified and your soul expands in purity and chastity. On December 28th, 21, he said this, your feelings and emotions do not die. Meaning like the first nail, our desires, our expectations, our attachments. But the Lord goes on to say, but your will discerns them according to God's will and for his glory. This is very important, my community. In the second nail of purification, the second nail of crucifixion, the Lord wants to bring all our emotions for his purpose and his glory. Therefore, it requires great discipline on our part to be able to control and be attentive to our emotions. The Lord goes on to say, you choose for love of me to allow the spirit to align your feelings and emotions to please me in all things and to aid in the salvation of countless souls. You are no longer driven by your feelings and emotions. What we do not realize is how much we are driven by our feelings and emotions that we're not even consciously aware of. And I've begun to understand why the Lord deals with emotions in the second nail. Because most of us aren't even aware, in touch with our emotions and feelings. So the Lord had to first take us into our wounds and that whole process to finally get us to the deepest purification of the human being 
which is our emotions. So I wrote down a few steps to help us tonight, specifically dealing with fear. First, just like we learned in the second chapter of our path, we need to be attentive to our emotions and name the fear. And in the third chapter, we need to pray to the Holy Spirit to bring to light our fears because most of our fears were not even in touch with. So we have to take time to name precisely what we are anxious or fearful about. Often, many of our fears are related to traumatic childhood events. Second, we have to own the fear. Often, we deny or repress our fears or minimize their presence. Acknowledging our fears is key to dealing with them. Writing down our fears is an excellent way to help us face them and understand the wounds they come from. Third, we need to speak about our fears within spiritual accompaniment. I'll say that again. We need to bring our fears to spiritual accompaniment. The fourth, we need to pray for courage. Courage is the opposite of fear. And trust and take action. Like I've taught you throughout the years, as the Lord taught me, We need to move through the fear so that the fear no longer controls us, which means we can feel anxiety and fear. But we have to do what's most difficult. For example, if I fear speaking in public or socializing at large events, I need to push myself to do what is most difficult. This frees us from becoming paralyzed by fear. Fifth, we need to entrust our fears to God. Pray for greater trust in believing God works out everything for our greater good. And ask for the courage to move through the fears. In one sentence from a message from December 14, 2011, the Lord said to us, Trust until you come to experience all the good and what you perceive as bad as a gift of my love for you. My community, fear is the litmus test 
of our trust and abandonment in God. If looked at with the eyes of faith, fear is the flashing red light that warns us we have entered doubt in believing God is truly with us, helping and guiding us. Fear, too, can reveal to us self-knowledge. By processing this emotion in prayer, we grow in abandonment and trust. Fear can also be very connected with anger. Fear can be underneath our feeling of anger. For example, a friend recently told me that a Catholic woman he knows took her father to the doctor. The doctor was her father's good friend, and they both began to speak about abortion and wanting more leniency for women to have abortions beyond 15 weeks. This conversation appalled her, yet she remained quiet. Later, realizing her sin of omission, she fell into anger, resentment, and guilt. The anger in this woman's heart is associated with the fear she experienced In not speaking up. Since fear paralyzed her from defending her views on respect for all life, she felt intense anger. Many times when we do not do what we ought to do, we get angry. And what we don't realize is that underneath that anger is the fear. And we don't deal with the fear. If she had spoken her beliefs calmly, she would have felt peace. Her fear was repressed. And she was not even aware of this emotion controlling her actions. By processing in prayer her feelings of guilt and anger and asking the question why, she could have possibly discovered her fear. My community, our fears can be very subtle and hidden. And just like this woman, she did not speak up during the incident because the fear was paralyzing her. But in that doctor visit with her father and the doctor, she was not consciously in touch with that fear. And that happens to all of us. So we need to be in touch with our fear. St. Paul warns the Corinthians 
about becoming partners with demons. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20 to 21, St. Paul says, I do not want you to be partners with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Our Lord has formed his victim souls to participate in his body and blood, to be crucified with him as a total gift of self to Abba. In number 55 of our path, I will just read a few sentences to you. The Lord said, most people partake of my body and blood. But few desire to participate in my body and blood. In the Eucharist, I am the victim of love. In order for you to become one body, one blood, in me, you must respond to become my victim of love. A victim united as one to the victim. That was on the Solemnity of Corpus Christi, June 26, 2011. If we live bound by fear, even unconsciously, we become participants in Satan's evil. And we cannot live in the freedom to choose to participate in Jesus' crucifixion to defeat Satan. That is why dictators and communist regimes who are participants with Satan plan situations to instill fear in people to control the multitudes. At the end of Jesus' life, the Pharisees directly participated with Satan to put Jesus to death. The majority of people just went along. In this way, they too were participants with demons. In Austria, most people voted for annexation with Nazi Germany during World War II, as Father Jordi has taught the community. Austria was predominantly Catholic. Blessed Franz Jagerstatter was the only person in his town who voted against Austria being annexed by the Nazis. Most good Catholic people, including priests and bishops, participated with demons to bring about Satan's plan of destruction. They acted or failed to act blinded and paralyzed by fear. Recently, when I was in Georgia, I listened to an interview with Father Jordy 
and it was Dr. Joseph Ladapo. He is the Surgeon General of our state of Florida. He is among the few doctors who spoke the truth from the beginning of the pandemic about the deception and lies spreading through the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization. In the interview, he talked about his deep father wounds and how he had lived paralyzed by fear. Through the help of his wife, he found an excellent therapist that helped him in his healing process. He said that it was providential that he received healing from his fears right before the COVID pandemic because otherwise he would not have been able to see the lies clearly nor have the courage to confront them. If we do not process our fears and come to know them, when the strong waves of Satan's plan of destruction crash into our lives, we will collapse like the house built on sand. In Luke chapter 6, our Lord says it very clearly, verse 46 through 49. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When the flood arose, the river burst against the house but could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the river burst against it, immediately it fell. And great was the ruin of that house. We will all have to be willing to come If I go back a minute to Matthew 14, it's associated with this gospel also of Luke. The apostles in the boat, their house still had to be built on the strong foundation. We will all have to be willing to come out of the boat, my community. The boat represents all our support and securities, family, church, government, and institutions. During the pandemic, many people lost the support of their families if they were not willing to get vaccinated. The church, too, abandoned us. The church was one of the first to bow down to an evil agenda and close its doors, thus depriving us of the Eucharist. We experienced the corruption within our governments 
and how they are in coercion with Satan's plan of destruction. Institutions like the Center for Disease Control and the World Health Organization propagated medical misinformation and became our enemies. We experienced losing the security of our freedom in the United States and many throughout the world. In the United States, we realize that even though we have our constitution, we could still lose our freedom. Our support system, our boat is sinking. The Lord is inviting each of us, as he did to Peter, to get out of the boat and walk on water towards him. Yet my community, this miracle to be able to walk on water requires one thing, total trust in Christ. Take the time this week to read the prophecy of Ralph Martin from 1975 in The Simple Path on page 432, in which he prophesied that we would lose all our support. Jesus said through Ralph Martin, I will strip you of everything that you are depending on now. So you depend just on me. Therefore, we need to be attentive to our fears. We need to look back and learn how each of us reacted to our fears during the pandemic of COVID. Why am I bringing the pandemic up again? <laughs> because COVID, this man-made virus, was the first wave of Satan's plan of destruction he had many evil men and women as his direct participants, such as Bill Gates, Soros, Biden, and many, many, many more. But he also had all the people who silently complied out of fear. The silent majority who go along because they are bound by fear, become partners with demons. COVID was a trial, but it was not the final wave. The Lord is preparing us for a time of terror and persecution. Since the pandemic, the Great Reset has been in full force. The New World Order is moving its agenda using climate change policies, gender ideology, economic disruption, control of food and the supply chain and censorship. 
It has attained an alarming force worldwide, even among Catholic institutions. China is a growing threat. Gustavo Petro has become the president of Colombia and has begun to move Satan's plan to destroy Christianity with the pretext of cultural diversity. The indigenous religious practices, many of which are witchcraft, have gained popularity and are exalted while the Catholic faith is denigrated. Persecution of Christians is growing rapidly in Africa and Asia. Nicaragua has priests and a bishop in prison. Many bishops in Germany and Belgium and other countries are rejecting the church's teaching on human sexuality in favor of contemporary views. We must ponder the words the Lord gave us in 2021, guiding us through the lies and confusion of the pandemic. As a community, can we say that we followed with faith and trusted our Lord's words and acted upon them, as Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Luke during the pandemic? Or did we doubt? Reflecting on these words recently, I was amazed at their wisdom and truth. That message was long, November 21st of 2021 on the Feast of Christ the King. The first part of the message had to do with the kingdom of God. I am not going to read it to you tonight. But I'm going to begin with the second and the third part. The Lord said, persevere during the time of great devastation and you will live my kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. I asked the Lord how to persevere specifically with the issues of the vaccine and mandates. The Lord said, Listen carefully, because he deals with our fears. Many have received the vaccine to avoid suffering. Others, because they are clinging to their many attachments. Others, out of ignorance. But the majority, because they did not seriously seek my will and allowed themselves to be swept away by the many forces of Satan's temptations. Fear in the hearts of the multitudes has come to light. This fear reveals the lack of love for me in the hearts of the vast majority of souls. A love rooted in humility Intimacy, purity, abandonment, trust, and selflessness. Therefore, the thief came unexpectedly and was able to enter their homes, meaning their hearts. 
and darken their souls to not recognize the signs of the times. Few, my little one, will persevere during this time of total darkness, which God is permitting as his justice. Remain in silence and prayer. And you, along with my faithful remnant, will participate with me in establishing my kingdom on earth. Do not cave in under any circumstance to Satan's deception. I ask the Lord, how about priests to minister the sacraments? The Lord answered, did Peter and Paul follow the orders of the religious heads when they were told to stop preaching my way? My priests can never join forces with Satan's evil to justify their ministry. They too must persevere as one with me in my crucifixion during the time of great darkness. They too must be willing to suffer the injustice of being stripped of their faculties as I was stripped of all my glory. And this union of suffering with me, the crucified king, will bring forth my purified church. My little one, as a mother with Mary and my spouse, you have the responsibility to help many persevere during the time of great darkness by speaking and living in my truth. Do not hesitate to share these words. Go in peace to live the truth of who you are as one with me, your crucified king. End of quote. If we are not willing to do what is most difficult, confront our fears, and admit if we caved into the deception concerning the vaccines, masks, and mandates, when the second wave comes, my community, we will not be faithful as God's army of victim souls. Some, again, because of fear, will join forces with Satan. Masks have been medically proven not to protect us from COVID. In the United States, most people no longer wear masks, along with the majority of other countries. Thanks be to God. Yet I am told that in Colombia, the government has lifted all restrictions concerning COVID. Masks are not... Masks are not worn by people in most public places. Yet they continue to be used in Catholic churches and by many Catholics outside of the churches. Masks, like lockdowns, were instituted to spread fear. 
if you are a mother of the cross and missionary of the cross and continue wearing a mask, you must ask yourself why. By wearing masks, we become partners with demons in continuing to propagate fear. Of course, there are exceptions when we cannot go to the hospital or doctor clinics without a mask. As mothers of the cross and missionaries of the cross, we are called to be participants with Christ's sacrifice. We cannot partner with demons and say we are also victim souls. The Lord reminds us in the sentence below to aspire to desire solely the cross for the love, for love of him and souls. Again, December 22nd, 21. The Lord said, as you allow me to dim your feelings and emotions through your will to deny yourself reacting from them. That means reacting from our fear. Solely to live crucified with me, suffering with me for souls. As long as our fear is controlling and paralyzing us, we cannot suffer with the Lord. We cannot become a sacrifice. My community, can we look back and say, I refuse to react from fear. I moved through my fears and suffered with Christ being misunderstood, rejected by my family members, thrown out of public places, and was even willing to lose my job to live crucified with Christ to fight against evil. If not, let us go deep into the emotion of fear and be transparent with our Lord and our accompaniment to grow in greater trust and faithfulness to our identity and mission. My community, this is the message the Lord placed in my heart to share with you. And I had to work through my fears to have the courage to do his will. Love cast out fear. And God's love moved through, moves, is moving through this message because he desires to make us his faithful remnant during the times of great suffering that are coming. I end again with these words from the Lord. Do not be afraid during the time of terror. For the mercy of God will penetrate the world with his light. Amen.